Thanks, man. Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, good to see you. As Gandra uh, said, my name is Alan, and we are starting a new series this morning I'm excited about. I'll explain what that means in just a minute. But let me first ask you, have you ever climbed into an Uber and said to the driver, just take me wherever. I don't, just drive somewhere, just take me wherever. It's unlikely because in order to get an Uber, you have to, in, you have to input the destination. Yeah, that's part of the whole plan. Have you ever gone to an airport with your bags packed and a passport in your hand and just said to the person behind the counter, surprise me. <laughs> unlikely. We, we have a destination. We have a plan. We have a place that we're going. But what about life in general? Do you have a plan? Do you have a destination? Do you have a, a place where you see your life going? Or does it sometimes feel like we're just kind of wandering, bouncing around from day to day, relationship to relationship, job to job, hobby to, to hobby? Is there something that we're going towards? Or do we just kind of feel like we're wandering around? Maybe sometimes it feels like we have a glimpse. We kind of have a, a, an idea of where we're going for a little while. And then as we get closer, we realized it was just a mirage. It was fake. It wasn't real. It, it's not going to hold up. It wasn't really that. And that's when we really get lost. Because then the mirage fades away. And then we're standing in the middle of the desert going, now I really don't know where to go. Today, what we're talking about is having a place that we're heading, a direction, a pathway that we are heading to and trusting God on that journey. Would you bow your heads once again with me? Father, I'm thankful that you are here, that you love us, you know us, you have a plan for our lives. And so God, we want to tap into that now. We want to hear from you. God, would you inspire us? Would you meet us here in this place? We pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Storytelling in television has changed significantly in my lifetime. It changed over the past 10, 20 years. When I was a kid, that television shows, they, they, were, they always had isolated episodes. Every show that I watched, it was, it was an episode that was a standalone episode. So you would be introduced in the first few minutes to the new bad guy. And this bad guy was played by an actor who played the bad guy in one episode of every other show as well. And it was that same bad guy. And then the Dukes uh, or the A-Team or uh, Crockett and Tubbs would have an interaction with said bad guy, who in the end of the story would be in handcuffs and walking by going, I almost got away with it. I almost got away with it or whatever. And then the music would kick in, just a good old boys, never mean enough. So, so you would watch these shows and they were, they were isolated uh, shows. Then something happened in 2001 that blew my mind and blew many of our minds. A new show with a simple name, 24. 24 came out, and instead of just having isolated shows or maybe the periodic to-be-continued shows, 24 came out, and it wasn't just about isolated stories. It was about one grand story that went over 24 episodes. Do do if you watch it, if you remember. And it was like, it was like shooting up drugs watching this show because you just had to have more and the whole thing was just, was just so captivating because it wasn't just one small story anymore. It was a big story. And now it seems to me every show 
now follows that pattern. You think about shows that you watch, even sitcoms, you watch shows now, but particularly any drama or anything like that, they have the small story that is a part of that episode and something's happening there, but there's a bigger story going on. There's a, there's a grand story happening. This is the way TV storytelling is going on now. And it is effective and it is popular because that is life. That's the way life works. That we all have small things happening. They they don't feel small at times, but we have things that are happening right now, this week, this month. And there's one grand story happening that is your overall life. The big picture of your life. This series is called One Season because the idea is to imagine that our lives are one season of a TV show. So this is supposed to be like a Netflix kind of look there. Imagine that your lives are one season. They are not isolated episodes disconnected from one another. But there is one grand story going on in your life. And we are at different episodes at different stages of life. If you're in your 20s, you might be in episode six or seven. And so the, the story's really rolling now. And we know the characters and we're kind of get getting a sense of how this is happening. If you're like me and in your 40s, I won't say whether I'm in the low 40s or high 40s, but I'm somewhere in my 40s. If you're like me, then you're around episode 12 or 13 or whatever. And there's plenty that has happened prior to, to, to this particular episode. And there's plenty that is still to come. There's a whole lot going on. In, uh, in, this, in this series. This morning, what I want to talk about is episode, let's say it's, let's say it's 24 episodes for the, for the season. This morning, what I want to talk about is the final episode. I want to talk about the last episode in the journey, that now the way TV storytelling is, is happening is that these episodes are, are all moving towards one final episode. They're developing characters and setting up backgrounds and all of that. In each of these early episodes, setting up because there is an intentional plan. It is all moving toward one final episode. And so uh, the question is today is, do you know what your final episode looks like? Do you have a sense of what this looks like? Last week I talked about Stephen Covey, just real briefly, the seven habits of highly effective people. And one of the habits that he lays out is this idea of begin with the end in mind. It's the same idea. It's what do we want that final episode to look like? Because your life is an unwritten story. God knows what that story is. God has a plan for you and knows what your story is going to look like. He can see the whole thing, but he has given you the pen. And so you, by your decisions and relationships and choices, et cetera, you get to decide what that story looks like. It is an unwritten story. God knows what the story is, but we get to write it. So as we look at whatever episode you are in, in your whole season of your life, what do you imagine the final episode looking like? What is the destination? What is the plan? Where are you heading in your life? I want to take a look at a few verses in the book uh, in the New Testament called 1 Corinthians. It's written by a guy named Paul who was a leader in the early church, and he wrote to a number of different churches. He's writing to the people of Corinth. It was a city named Corinth. He's writing to them, 
encouraging them to prepare for their final episode. This isn't the language he uses, but this is essentially what's happening here. He's encouraging them. The people of Corinth. Corinth was a Greek city, and at this time in the world, 2,000 years ago, the Greek Olympic Games were very popular at this time. This was kind of the height of the Greek Olympic Games, and so the people of Corinth were very familiar with that. And so today, of course, the most popular Olympic sport is hockey. Good, good. Uh, But back then, it was running. And so at that point, 2,000 years ago, the most popular Olympic sport was running. Just the simple idea of ready, set, go, and then who got there first, no matter what, you know, what the distance was or whatever. Running was a very popular sport. So Paul very wisely tapped into that as he was trying to encourage the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. See, it's all 24. It's all coming together. <laughs> verse 24. Do you not know that in a race... All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. There are many different ways to run. Don't just run. Don't just do a bunch of work. Run in such a way that you are staying in your, line, in your lane and you know what you're shooting for. You know what the plan is, what the destination is, what the final episode looks like. You have a sense of what that final episode looks like. Jesus himself, the one that this whole story is about, the whole story of humanity is all about Jesus. He really is the center of the whole story. Jesus had a plan. And he was very clear. He said, I came to seek and to save those who were lost. And he said in different ways, he said, I've come to set the captives free. He came to set us free. He had had such clarity on what his plan was. Do you know what your plan is? Do you know what the final episode looks like, final episode of your life? When I was in college, I, had a, I, was, I, was in, I was new in my faith. I was just kind of getting serious about my faith. And there was a leader who was leading me and a group of other college kids and walked us through a journey of us developing our own eulogy to write out what we would like said about us at the end of our time here on earth. And so I, I, I walked, I wrote out my eulogy and I started uh, saying, we also had to decide who was gonna give your eulogy. So I decided who was gonna give it and here's what they were gonna say. Alan was so witty and intimidatingly handsome and <laughs> relentlessly humble. And I, I, I did all this as I walked it out. And then I, and then I, I ended up getting kind of serious in this. I remember this experience uh, uh, many years ago, writing out this eulogy piece and just kind of thinking about, what do I want said of me at the end of my days? What do you want said of you when you're at your final episode? She was so fit. Wow. He was so committed to work and traveled all the time with work. Wow. She had over 10,000 Facebook friends. 10,000. He was killer at Angry Birds. He could knock anybody out. It was unbelievable. I just couldn't, couldn't compete with that. What would you want said about you? Whether you're on episode six and you've got lots of the story left, or you're on episode 20 and you have a few episodes left, what do you want said 
about you at your final episode. A couple weeks ago, I met Tommy Barnett, who uh, was the pastor of Phoenix First Assembly here in the city. He was a visionary leader who, who raised millions of dollars in order to, to create the Dream Center here in Phoenix and also uh, led the charge to build a Dream Center in Los Angeles, which is, the, which is a, uh, an organization that helps uh, people fulfill their dreams and people who are um, having difficult time in life to be able to prosper, etc. And so uh, uh, Tommy Barnett, is a, he's He's, he's, he's a big deal. He's kind of a legend. I mean, he's accomplished incredible things in his life. He's now in his 80s. And we met with him a couple weeks ago. There was just a group of us. And he, he shared that his goal right now in his 80s is to raise a billion dollars in order to raise, in order to build more dream centers in other cities around the country. A billion dollars. I, I heard him and I just went, What? And then he could kind of sense what we're thinking, and he, said, and he just said, if, if it doesn't happen, if, if I can't you know, raise a billion dollars with the rest of my time here, then I'll at least, uh, then when I die, people will say that I was trying. I mean, that's just, he's, he's just, he's just relentless. He's just not stopping. He's not slowing down. And what a great cover for all of that. Hey, if, if, if I don't accomplish it, people say that I, I died trying to do, to make a difference, trying to go for it. What does your final episode look like? What's, what's, what are you shooting for? What, 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 what would you describe as the prize that you are trying to accomplish, trying to get with your life? Paul sets it up in verse 24, and then, and then he kind of walks out how we can do this in verse 25. Everyone who competes in the games, he's talking about the Olympic games, goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Running, of course, is very popular here in our church, here in our community. And with my limited experience with running, I do know that training is a very big deal. I don't care how competitive you are. I don't care how much uh, uh, of a drive you have, how willing you are to just kind of gut it out. I don't care uh, how much you know, how high of a pain tolerance you have. You cannot run a marathon without doing any training. You, you just can't do it. You have to have either trained for something else or trained specifically for the marathon. You can't just run in and do it. I, I've heard people say because I run a little bit, and so I've heard people say, "You're so lucky." You're so lucky because you can run fast. You can run a sub six minute mile. I've never heard anyone say that to me because that's not me, not at all, not even close. But I've heard people say that to other folks. I've heard people say, you're so lucky. You're so fast. They're not lucky. They worked hard. They worked very hard in order to make that happen. That no, nobody gets a trophy just by sitting around doing nothing unless you're 10 years or under and you're in a club team here in Phoenix, <laughs> then everybody gets a trophy because you can sit around doing nothing. But that's a, that's a whole side issue. <laughs> For us adults in the real world, when we think about the final, final episode, that moving towards that, it requires training. It's not a passive experience. That our journey towards the final episode is not something that happens to us. It's not something that we just sit back and we just say, oh, wow, God is just taking care. God has just done all this and God has just done all this. It is an active experience. It requires us to go into strict training, to participate 
in what's going on, that our final episode must require us to participate in strict training. It has, to, it has to be a prize that needs us to be involved in the process, not just something that happens to us. Sometimes I hear from some people that their goal in life is that their kids graduate and that they, they get married and that they provide us with grandchildren. That's cute, that's sweet, but it requires nothing of you. It, what that kind of means is that you've done your work in the first half, you're going to have them do the rest of the work in, in the second half. And you're just going to sit back and kind of watch them all happen. Watch it all happen. What is, call, what is God calling you to do, regardless of your episode in the journey? What, what, what is your role in the kingdom? Some of you perhaps need to get off the backs of your kids in terms of them getting married or providing you with grandkids. That's their story. That's not your story. What is God calling you to do? Tommy Barnett's in his 80s, still passionate about what God's calling him to do. What is God calling us, inviting us to do? Is there a glimpse of the final episode that requires us to be active, not just passive, letting something happen to us, but, but actively participating in strict training so that we can experience the fullness of what God has for us. One more thing here in what Paul's saying here, this next verse, verse 26. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. And then he shifts to another sport that was popular in the Greek Olympic Games at the time. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. We will not reach the final episode that we desire if we're running around aimlessly. We, we, if we're just kind of bouncing from day to day, week to week, year to year, we will not experience the fullness of the final episode that we desire. Running aimlessly will not get us there. Paul is clear that this, this wasn't his journey. He says in, in here in these, in these verses, the last part of this chapter, he says, I'm called to preach to others. Elsewhere, it's clear that Paul knows he's called to, to travel around the Mediterranean Sea. He spent his life traveling around the Mediterranean and telling non-Jewish people about Jesus. So far, the whole story of God has, has really been about Jewish people. And then it started with Peter, and then it flowed through Paul. This idea of this story is not just about Jewish people. This is for everybody. And Paul was very clear about saying, this is why I'm here. This is my prize. This is my final episode. This is what I'm called to do. So what are you called to do? Because what we see in, in evidence from, from Paul's example that what he was called to do was more than just about him. That there was something he was called to do that was to make a difference in the lives of other people. If, if our final episode is all about our own happiness and checking off items on our bucket list, then we're running aimlessly. Now that stuff is not bad. Bucket lists are not bad. I still hope one day that I'll be able to drive a Ferrari. Not own one, just drive one. I just want to feel the engine behind my seat while I'm driving. Hopefully one day. 
One day, I also want to meet the great one, Wayne Gretzky. I would love to meet, if I could have a day where I'm driving in a Ferrari with Wayne Gretzky, that would blow my mind. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with that stuff, but there has to be a part, a significant part. The center of our, of our final episode has to be beyond ourselves. It has to be about something that impacts others. Can you imagine a final episode where your friends and family at the end of your time say more than just he or she was swell? Can you imagine a final episode where, where, where men and women who are part of this church or a part of some other church or a part of your workplace or your community or your family or other parts of the city or other parts of the world, men and women say, I was transformed because of that person, because of, of decisions that that person made. They had an impact on me and on generations to come in my family because that person talked to me about Jesus or helped me at a difficult time in my life. That's the kind of stuff that Paul's modeling that, that won't just, we won't just stumble into that stuff. We have to be intentional about having a final episode image, a prize that is beyond ourselves. What do you want said about you at your final episode? William Wallace in Braveheart says, every man dies but not every man truly lives. <laughs> well, I would make an adjustment to that. Every person has a final episode, but not every person has the final episode that they want. We either stumble into one or we are working toward one. I don't know about you, but I wanna finish well. In 1968, at the Olympics, there was a marathon runner from Tanzania named John Stephen Akwari. And he reached his goal by being able to participate in the 1968 Olympics. And, and just at about the halfway mark of the marathon, 26.2 miles, at about the halfway mark, he bumped up against some other runners and he had a terrible spill, smashed his knee onto the concrete, dislocated his knee, and smashed his shoulder onto the pavement. He was pulled over to the side and taken, taken care of by the medics, and it was absolutely assumed, he's done, he's done, he's done. After some time of kind of thinking about it and sitting there for a while, he got up and limped his way, finishing the marathon. All the runners had long finished and showered and were done. All the fans had moved on, and he finished the race. You can look it up, 1968 Olympics. Reporters asked him, I said, why did you do that? What was the, what was, everyone expected you to, to, sit, to sit out. And he said, my country didn't send me 5,000 miles to start a race. They sent me to finish a race. Our race has started. We're on different episodes. Our story is moving. You might be at a great place right now, at a difficult place right now. The race has started. Are we gonna finish well? Do we have a sense of what the prize is? Because if you want to have the final episode that, that, that is all that you hoped it would be, that is what God really has for you, it's going to require you to go into strict training. 
It's going to require something of you, and it's going to take us to think beyond ourselves, to think, of, to think beyond ourselves and, and make a difference in the lives of others. My hope this morning is that there's just a, a glimpse of this final episode for us, just a glimpse. Maybe you have a tremendous idea of what this looks like, and, and I've journaled and walked through you know, what, what I hope my final episode looks like. I've been doing that for years, trying to figure out what that looks like. My hope is that there's an inspiration for you to move in that direction, and over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about different episodes in this story, in our story, and how they all move us to become the men and women that God has designed us to be. We get one season, one set of days, and we get to decide what we do with that unwritten story. Would you bow your heads with me? Father God, I thank you that uh, your story is amazing and that you've invited us to be part of it. Not just a, not just a, a, a role where we just kind of play a role, but where we participate, we are involved with your grand story. So Father, today I pray that you'd give us some clarity on what, the, what you want the final episode to look like. I, I just want to give us an opportunity here in this room, every person hearing my voice here in this room, that we would just take a moment right here and right now to hear from you perhaps a word or a phrase from you about our final episode. God, would you speak to us now? God, come and inspire us. Protect us from comparing ourselves with with other people, but by just following you, trusting you, and knowing that you have a plan, a destination, a final episode for us that will make an impact on the kingdom. We pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Glad you guys came today. Thankful to be with you and enjoy this journey with you. We have a prayer team that will gather up here up front for any of you who would like to be prayed for something. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.